Welcome to The Spartan Life, where we explore what it means to be part of the Southern Lehigh family and attempt to cover all of the sweet, sweet goodness that is Southern Lehigh High School in 30 minutes or less. From first-hand coverage of exciting experiences to intimate discussions with some of your favorite teachers to inspirational interviews with diverse students on unique journeys. That's right, great students accomplishing great feats. We'll do our best to hit all of the highlights. But inevitably, we will fail. Because there's so much to celebrate, we're afraid your brains would simply melt if we tried to cover it all. We are your hosts. I'm Mr. Howe. And I'm Mr. Castagna. Join us as we venture into the heart of Southern Lehigh High School, one interaction at a time on The The Spartan Spartan Life. Life. Well, I am very excited for today's episode of The Spartan Life. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Mr. Howe. How you doing, Mr. Castagna? I'm doing okay. If I had remembered we were recording, I wouldn't have worn this horrible salmon-colored shirt. I'm wearing my nice patriotic tie. Do you see that? Because we're recording this on election day. So when you all view this, you are in the future. You already know everything that's happened. So I guess that's good. (laughs) Wow. Think about that. We have no idea who the next president will be. We have no idea how long it will take to find out who the next president will be. And we have no idea what the public's reaction is going to be. We, we actually could be, we, our viewership could actually still not know who the president is going to be. You know what I mean? Wow. These are wild times. A lot of question marks. And here to discuss wild times with us is the lively, upbeat, <laughs> always smiling guidance counselor, Mrs. Kelly. How are you, Mrs. Kelly? Oh, I'm doing well, Mr. Castagna. Thank you for this invitation. I am honored to be on the Spartan Life, and I am thrilled to answer any questions that you give to me today, and I hope that I'm not too boring of an interview. So I will do my best to entertain and to answer. I've heard you described in many ways, Mrs. Kelly, but boring is not one of them. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank Uh, you. Thank you. But in the interest... In the interest of full disclosure, I do have to reveal to our audience that you and I are kind of related. Yes, we are by marriage. Yes. Do you, you want to explain that to our audience or you want me to explain it? Um, you may explain because I'm not quite sure as to as to the, the, the bloodline here. I know that your mother... No. Is it your mom? Your, your mom. father. See, you better go. You better, <laughs> you better say it. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the easy end of it. Yeah. I, I am. go like six degrees to right. get it. You're just like, hey, right. my daughter married in. Uh, so let me see if I have this right. My father's cousin's son married your daughter. Cousin's <laughs> son. Right. So yeah. your father is cousins with. Mr. Mr. D'Angelo. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my father and your son-in-law's mother are first cousins. Okay, that's correct. (laughs) You know what that makes us? You're a wedding. (laughs) You know what that makes you and I? What does it? Nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. (laughs) Co-workers. We're not even at the same family reunions. Well, sometimes I see your lovely wife at a shower here and there, maybe a wedding upcoming, who knows? Yeah. But, you know, she's very fortunate. She's married into a wonderful, a wonderful family. So we're really happy. Ah, well, it's thank you. All we, good. It's all good. Yes. We, we got a couple of good branches on the family tree. 
Yes, you do have a couple good seeds there. Yeah. But who were you before all of this? Like, how did you get into education? Did you always want to be a guidance counselor? Walk us through it. Okay. So um, my maiden name was Lynn Elliott. And I grew up in Bethlehem. And I went to Freedom High School. And when I was in high school, I used to really love to sew. So I was an avid seamstress. I made my prom gown. I made a lot of my, my pants and my outfits. So I really was very passionate about sewing. And I thought that what I wanted to be was a fashion merchandiser. I wanted to buy for Macy's and be in the fashion world. So that's what I went to college for, fashion merchandising and design. We call and that, it's like a professional shopper, isn't it? A professional Yeah, shopper. like that's what I, I love, but I also really loved creating clothes and sewing. So that was my whole niche. I really loved it. I worked like my first job was at a fabric center, um, you know, so I was very, I really, really loved to sew and to buy fabric and to make things. Uh, so I went to college and I, with a little bit of investigation, I found out that the jobs that would have been available to me with my bachelor's of science degree were really such that in order to make it big, you would have to go into the city. You would have to live, live in like New York. And, you know, and then I found out that the hours weren't that great because initially you'd be a buyer for like Bon Ton and you'd have to work weekends. And, you know, the, it just wasn't, you know, a lot of things about the actual career didn't um, fit with me. So I decided to go for education. A lot of my friends in college were in education. So that's what I did. I, uh, my, my focus was fashion, but I went from my, my teaching degree in family and consumer science. So I graduated, I got a, I got a job right away. I, that was like the best thing about family and consumer science is that there were always jobs. So there weren't a lot of applicants. So when I would go for a job, honestly, um, there'd be maybe a handful of people that would go for the job. So I never had trouble getting a job. Wherever I went, I was always able to secure a teaching job. So I've had a number of teaching jobs along the way. But anyway, that's where I started at Boyer. I was at Boyertown Junior High East. That was where I started. I worked six years there. I was a family and consumer science teacher in a middle school. And then we moved to New Jersey. We moved to Princeton, New Jersey. And then I taught it at West Windsor Regional Plainsboro High School for a little bit. And then I had my daughter, Katie, and I took off. I took about six years, seven years off from teaching. And um, then when she went to, to, um, to school and my, my younger child went to school, I went back to, to teaching and I went to Freedom High School. And I was a home ec teacher at Freedom High School for a bit. And that's when I decided to go into counseling because I was working and teaching kids and I loved it, but I was a foods teacher. I like the sewing part of it kind of, kind of fell to the wayside. And I started being a cooking teacher and that was all well and good, but I wasn't as passionate about it. And I was more interested in the kids and how they were doing and if they had problems. Um, so I was more interested about them than I was in how well their recipe turned out. So I went back for my degree at Lehigh University and I got my counseling degree. And then from there, um, when I got my degree, I got a job in Allentown. So my very first counseling job was at Allen, in Allentown and it was at a really difficult middle school, Harrison Morton Middle School in Allentown. So it was really challenging. You're working with a lot of at-risk kids. You know, there's a lot of drugs, there's a lot of poverty. So it was really, really challenging, but I loved it. 
I really enjoyed working with all kinds of kids. So I was at Harrison Morton Middle School for three years, and then I went to the high school, to Deerhoff High School. And I was at Deerhoff High School for three years. And then, I don't know if you remember Morag Christy Cherm. Were you guys here with Morag? Yeah. So Morag was um, in Allentown with me initially. So when she came to Southern Lehigh, and then there was a job opening here, then she encouraged me to come here and that's how I ended up at Southern Lehigh High School. And that was back in two, the fall of 2002. Hmm. So it was when Mr. Ken Matchick was the principal. Hmm. Mr. Matchick, I remember him. Yes. So that was the start here. So it's been 18 years that I've been at Southern Lehigh High School. So it's went so fast. Yeah. I, uh, I, Mrs. Kelly, I had no idea that you had such a varied background prior to coming here. I had always thought that you were a guidance counselor. I just, I, yeah, my no. mind never went back much further than Hell that. Yeah, no, cause it's been, it's been a long time. And, and I did like that. I liked teaching. And I think that having the education background because I had a, a solid 10 years as a teacher um, dealing with a, a lot of different issues with students, um, especially when you're in, um, a field like like family consumer science, I feel like you really get to know the kids and really kind of see their issues as well. So I think that that really background really helped me uh, in understanding how teachers, like what you're dealing with in a classroom, it kind of helped me be a better counseling counselor in my in my opinion actually. I, I think it's interesting if you if you tune back into a previous episode of the Spartan Life when we interviewed Mrs. Wall, she had connected with her students the same thing. And I'm wondering if there's like uh, with a family consumer science teacher and guidance counselor, like there seems to be like this natural fit because I know it's Mrs. Natural fit. Yes. Had, had the same experience with her students, getting yeah. to know them, a very, um, a very social connection between right. the students there. Yeah. And I've actually talked to her. I said, why don't you do the same thing that I did? Um, because I feel like there's a certain amount of burnout in teaching. Um, at least for me, there was, I was, uh, you know, I, I had had enough when I left the classroom, although I missed the classroom immensely my first two or three years, because the bad thing, when you go from being a teacher and you see your kids every day and you're really able to connect and really form that relationship, you kind of miss that when you're all of a sudden you're out of the classroom and you're in your office by yourself. I mean, you meet your kids, but you don't really, really have the time to really kind of form that connection that teachers have. So um, it was great coming in here, but it, it was an adjustment. I did miss teaching for a couple of years when I moved over here, when I moved to counseling, but it is, I think it's a natural progression. And I see it within a lot of teachers, um, the skills that are needed in counseling and, you know, uh, you know, but then you don't want to lose good teachers either. Like you guys would be, I see the two of you as being very good, not necessarily counselors, but maybe administrators, right? But then you would hate to lose you as teachers because you're so great in, at what you do. So, you know, you'd be great as administrators and, and counselors probably to it, but I would see you more of an administrative role than a counseling role personally. But then again, I would hate to lose you as teachers. So I hope you don't do that. <laughs> well, thank you for those very kind words. I appreciate it. No, it's that. true though. Yeah. True. Uh, and, and teaching, you know, all the other jobs around here are very different from mm -hmm. teaching. Uh, so I don't know that I could do any of those jobs. Uh, but I wanted to go back through some of the details from your biography. 
Uh, and you mentioned uh, that you got married, you guys moved to Princeton. I remember being at your daughter's wedding and you and your husband came out and you're on the dance floor and you get introduced and you seem like one of those couples that had been married forever. Matter of fact, I think they had your wedding photo blown up yeah, uh, sure. hanging somewhere on a wall and you looked like you were 12. <laughs> I'm curious, how, how old were you when you got married? I got married at 26. And oh. do you want to hear the, you want to hear the funny thing? Um, my husband lived next door to me. So I literally married my next door neighbor. You married the boy next door. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. We ended up building our house that we live in today that we've lived in for 33 years. It, we, we built it in the farm that was across the street from where I live. So I live, I live, we live like a hundred feet from the houses that we both grew up in. It's on the street behind us. Isn't that weird? Yes. It's not just weird. It's like, so there was no way you were going to New York city to be a buyer. Like you are clearly a country girl. Although I always said that I wanted that, but you know, what's even weirder is that my daughter, my younger daughter, that's what she, where she lives. She, she moved to New York city to make her, her life great so just the next you just took an extra generation to get you to yes yes she made it happen yes only Uh, now because of covid she's back in the house because of the situation in new york city is not good so so you taught for a few years family and consumer science then you took a break to have your kids raise your family then you went back to teaching correct and then you decided i want to be a guidance counselor now i don't know if our listening or viewing audience knows this that doesn't just magically happen it's not like you can just have any job in the high school once you're in the high school you had to go back to school for that yes yes how old Uh were you when you went back to school uh i was 38 when i went back that's that's quite a decision yeah that's that's it was hard and my kids were little but yeah i went to lehigh university at night while i was teaching and for a few years and it was worth it. It was all good. Okay. And now um, I want to put this as delicately as I can. If I say something uncouth, please let me know. You are nearing retirement age. Let's say <laughs> that. Is that okay? Yes. 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 Right. I'm so, quite close. I'm sure, I'm sure there were lots of reasons for you to not come back this year. You know, yeah. COVID-19, fully remote che- uh, teaching and the challenges of that. You right. probably close to full pension status already. So I'm really curious. I think there are a lot of teachers who are like five, 10, 15, 20 years in who would have jumped ship with all this weirdness if they could have. You probably could have, but didn't. What made you decide to stay? Yeah, and you know, my good friend, Maureen Elliott, she of course retired um, and she was trying her darndest to get me to retire, but truth be told, and everyone told me I'm crazy, but this class of 2021 is very special to me. I have a number of students in this class that really, that I'm very invested in and that I really wanted to see full term. I couldn't, I couldn't leave having them juniors. I had to see them graduate. So that is really why. And I only hope my, my big my big hope is that we have graduation this year so that I can end on a graduation because that's always very special. I love graduation night. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. You know, I just love it. And this year, different than others, as far as the challenges that we all have to overcome in the classroom. And I'm sure you are seeing a huge number of students who need more support 
especially from the guidance department. So what are some of the biggest challenges that have, uh, that have come up and come across your desk as a result of just this different situation that we're in this year? Well, so, you know, like the kids that like school and the kids that do well in school and the kids that have the support at home from their parents and the students that are grade driven and goal driven, those students are all doing well. Okay, they're still performing, they're still getting the good grades. And as expected, they'll be fine. It's the students that do not like school, that do not like to read, that are, that are involved in, with video games, who don't have the support at home, who maybe you know, have to work outside. Those are the kids that are, I see, that are falling through the cracks. And being that they're not in the building and being that they have to do their work remotely and that they have to submit things through Canvas and Google Classroom, they're struggling. So that's what I see. The students that are marginal at best are really having a difficult time. And it's hard for us and it's hard for you guys because they're not here. Um, so that's, that's the, the biggest obstacle that I see is that we're, 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 we just miss the one-on-one -on -one interaction and the students that need more guidance from their teachers and need, are not as self-directed in their learning are, are not making it. So we just have to just keep doing what we're doing. And I, you know, I spend half of my day on the computer and I hate that but I'm emailing parents, I'm emailing students, I'm emailing teachers. So we're just trying to do the best we can with you know, the mode that we have here and the phone and just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I tell you what, I've never worked so hard. I can tell you that. And I can tell you something else that if this is my last year and it very well may be my last year, it's a great year to leave, right? Yeah. Oh my God, you can because, be- Because, yeah, I mean, I'm working hard work. and- Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. This is hard. This is really hard. So, you know, but we're making it work. And thanks to the teachers, I, I have to say, like, I am just in awe and amazed with all that our teachers are doing and how that they have really come together as a faculty to support one another and help each other through this, this time. It's almost like a mash unit. We're all just trying to put those band-aids on and, you know, push each other to the finish line. And, you know, I really am just so appreciative of all you guys truly. And I'm not just saying that I am a hundred percent sincere in my feelings. And I know that I'm supported by administration and the other counselors and, and everybody. So kudos to you guys. Cause it's, it's hard. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about the seniors and, and another thing you spend a lot of time and talk about how much work you're putting in this year. You still have all the ordinary stuff you always had to do. College applications are a really big deal right now. So maybe if some of our seniors are listening or even juniors listening and thinking ahead to next year, what are some of like the do's and don'ts of the application process from your perspective? What kinds of mistakes do students commonly make? What are some of your pet peeves about uh, the way they approach it? Just help them out a little bit now that you have this forum and you can speak to a, a mass audience. And by mass audience, I mean by like, you know, like 102 people who listen to this. <laughs> well, I think that um, what I see from our graduates and from other kids 
I think that one of the most important things that oftentimes kids do not think about is the cost of college. So I feel like that is a very good conversation that needs to happen between students who are applying to colleges and their parents to see what they can afford. Because what's crippling our kids today is this huge debt load that they are graduating with. So they're going to college and many of them, I tell you, a lot of kids that I talk to wanna be physical therapists, occupational therapists. And those are all degrees that are great, fabulous, but they take more than four years. So you're going four years to college and then you're going an additional maybe two years, maybe three, who knows. But you have to realize that the federal government will help you with college, with securing loans or possibly grants, depending on how much your family income is. But when you get to the graduate level, you're on your own, okay? The federal government does not subsidize or give you loans. You don't fill out the FAFSA for when you're a graduate student. So really what I think is most important for kids, and they don't think about this, they think of emotional, they wanna go to college, they wanna live in the dorm, they wanna have the life outside of their house and independence and all of that, and that's all, that's all well and good. But you need to remember that, you know, what if they need to borrow money and many kids do, and I'm all for that, but you have to remember that it has to be paid back. So for students, think about the cost of college and really have that conversation with your parents so that you know how much that they are, are willing or able to contribute and how much that they are willing and able to contribute. And then you have to make sure that they fill out the FAFSA and that their parents fill out the FAFSA, that they follow the deadlines for to receive that money so that, you know, that when they do um, plan to go, that they have you know, what they need from the federal government if they do secure any loans or, or grants, et cetera. So I think that that's really, really important. Don't be embarrassed. I mean, community college is a great starting point for, for most kids. You can get your gen eds out of the way. Um, also for community college, this is something that I tell my students often is that there is an honors college at Lehigh Carbon Community College. So if your grades are good, and your SAT scores are good, not even great, just good, then you might qualify for the Honors College at L-Tri-C, which means that you will go free, free. Wow, free? Yeah, so I have like, I have a few students, I have three students that graduated in, in the class of 2019 who are going to L-Tri-C free tuition, two wow. years total free. So, you know, that's an option. So kids that are really smart, they, 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 you can have, when you're applying to college, have a plethora of schools, have a state school, have a, a more selective school, fill out the FAFSA, list those schools so that you get your award letters back and you can see what you can afford. So you'll get your award letter, you'll get your money from, you'll see what the cost of attendance will be for, you know, a private school like Lehigh versus an in-state school like Bloomsburg versus a community college and then, you know, have the discussion. But I feel like that's something that's really important that um, sometimes kids don't take into account. You know, they're thinking more about where their friends are going and what's prestigious. And I think money should come into play a little bit. I certainly had no concept of any of that when I was 17. 
No, no. Think about and parents the- want what's best. And so parents will say, okay, great. You got accepted. And, and sometimes they're, you know, you know, don't want to have those hard conversations with kids, but I think it's really, really important because in the end, you know, those, those student loans come due and, you know, it's something that's never forgiven. And there are kids that have loans for, you know, decades. Yeah. My, uh, my wife is still paying off her college loans. Uh, now she got what I like to call a dime a dozen education. And by that, I mean, she studied to be a teacher, which you can do anywhere. So you may as well shop around, but instead she was from New Jersey. Instead of going to a state school in New Jersey, which would have been cheaper, she went to the University of Delaware. She could have gotten that same, she had a great college experience. She still talks about it. She loved it, Um, but she'd be out of debt years ago if she had gotten the same education at a cheaper school. Right, right. Whenever anyone wants to be a teacher, I would always recommend a state school education. Yeah, because it's it's the same, you know, there are kids that go to Lehigh University for education and like University of Delaware. But actually, you know, it's it's almost if yeah, it's unfortunate. And I think that you're right. So to be a teacher, especially. Shippensburg. So. Go to Shippensburg. That's great. Yeah, Shippensburg is good. But yeah. You know, like I made the decision. I made the decision to go out of state as well. Now I went to an out of state Pennsylvania state school. So it was, you know, it, it was happy medium, but I, you know, it took me a while to pay off my college debt as well as a result of that. You know, yeah. we sh- I should plug our math course that we have, the economic applications of math, because there's math, Mr. Castagna, that you actually utilize because we <laughs> talk about a good portion of that is loan to debt ratio right. and how to pay all of that off. So right. great right. thing that uh, Mr. Greenwald's teaching this year in that course. Uh-huh. All right. So clearly, when I when I slam you and our math classes, uh, it's just out of ignorance on my part because I never <laughs> took a class like that, and I don't understand these things. Then you have the subsidi- subsidized and unsubsidized loans, right. which means if you get the subsidized loans, then the, then the interest doesn't start to accrue until after you've graduated. But the unsubsidized loans, you're starting to pay that interest even before you've graduated. So that's where your your debt is just expounding. So. I, uh, I paid off debt on both types of loans and uh, I paid them off. And to this day, I didn't know what you just explained. I didn't know the difference between the two. I just, I just really? kept cutting a check. Right, right. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, that's just something that kids need to be aware of because it can certainly come back to haunt them in the end. And so I'm always one, you know, kids say that they want to be a physical, thera- a physical therapist or an OT or something like that. I'm always one to say, well, did you ever think about nursing? You know, because nursing is one of those degrees and my students hear this from me all the time. It's one of those degrees, it's like education. So you you go to school for four years and you can get a job. Mm-hmm. Get a, you go to school for teaching, you can get a job after four years. Same thing with nursing, you go to school for four years, be, come out with a BSN, you can start working right away. Whereas the other jobs that you're going for, you're, you really like, if you had a psychology degree, you know, you can basically not do much with that unless you go back for your master's degree. So it's something to think about because those master's programs, unless you're getting it paid for by an educator, like school, like when I was a teacher, that's who paid for my master's degree because I was I was already working as a teacher. So that's where I got that money. I mean, I had to pay a little bit because I was going to Lehigh, but certainly, certainly a lot better than paying for it all on my own. So it's just something to think about. I feel like you know, kids need to be a little more 
you know, thinking in the future about debt. Yeah. This is great advice for our seniors, Mrs. Kelly. And, and, and I know that they're very appreciative and, and everyone who has come into your office, I'm sure leaves better because of some <laughs> advice, hopefully that they've taken. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. So, so what, it, this may be a Spartan Life exclusive, what's the over under on you coming back for one more year? Well, you don't I, have to answer that. You really don't have to answer like that. This if you don't is a good to. year to leave. I feel like this is a good year. And you know what? I have to tell you really, and this is truly honest. I love what I do. I really love it. I've, I've been a counselor for 25 years. I got my degree in 1996. So, and I've been a counselor for 25 years and I really, really, I've been so blessed uh, especially here at this high school, I was looking through my lists of all my students that I've had, and I've had some really just, just amazing students here that I've got to work with and encounter. So I feel so very lucky. But yeah, this would be a very good last year for me, I would say. Okay. Yeah, because well, it's, it's uh, my heart year. Sounds like the paperwork is already in. <laughs> Mrs. Kelly, you've paid us a great compliment. Thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you've done for our students here at Southern Lehigh. It has been a pleasure to sit down and talk with you this afternoon. Thank you, Mr. Haupt. Thank you very much, Mrs. Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.